وأقول في القرآن ما جاءت به آياته فهو الكريم المنزل وأقول قال الله جل جلاله والمصطفى الهادي ولا أتأول الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to another installment from this series on the Muslim family. After a really large number of episodes, a big chunk, talking about tarbiyah, education, and Islamic education, and as well as education in terms of the worldly sciences, we now come to talk about some other rights of the children and obligations of the parents. And if you remember, our, our discussion on tarbiyah actually started as one of the rights of the children over the parents and and it sort of branched off into a number of different aspects so now we're bringing our discussion back to the rights of the children and the obligations that the parents have towards their children and for our first hadith we're going to look at a hadith of Sahal ibn Sa'd radiyallahu anna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam utiya bi sharabin fashariba min وعن يمينه غلام وعن يساره الأشياخ سهل بن سعد رضي الله عنه he narrates the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم was brought a drink and he drank from it on his right hand side was a boy a young boy and on his left hand side were الأشياخ the older people the people of maturity in the gathering and of course you can imagine if the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم drank from a glass or from a vessel that everybody would wish to drink from it in order to, to, to gain the barakah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put within the Prophet sallallahu alayhi and that is something permissible the Sahaba used to do and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi didn't used to prevent them from seeking the barakah from the things the Prophet sallallahu had had used and had drank from and had touched in his clothing and so on and so forth so here who is in the position to receive that that drink that the Prophet had drunk from. Who was in that position? On his right hand side is a young boy. And on his left hand side are all the mature, the adults, the senior people in the gathering. فَقَالَ لِلْغُلَامِ He said to the young boy, Do you give me permission to give to these people? So look at how the Prophet sought permission from this young boy and asked him, do you, do you give me permission? Do you give me permission to give to these people? And that shows that the right of the child, it has to be given importance. And the children should be given their rights, even if it means that the older people, they have to come second if that child is in a position or is in a situation where they deserve a certain right. Do you give me permission to give to these people? فَقَالَ الْغُلَامُ وَاللَّهِ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ لَا أُوثِرُ بِنَصِيبِ مِنْكَ أَحَدًا He said, by Allah, O Messenger of Allah, I will not allow anyone else to take my share of what is from you. قَالْ فَتَلَّهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فِي يَدِهِ So the Messenger of Allah, صلى الله عليه وسلم, took it and put it in his hand. Subhanallah. 
This is an amazing hadith about the rights of the children. On the left-hand side of the Prophet are the gatherings of the senior, the senior people are gathered. The people who perhaps among them are among the senior Sahaba radiallahu anhum and those highest in virtue. But because that child was on his right-hand side, because the Sunnah is to pass to the right-hand side, the Prophet asked him, would it be okay? Is it alright if I give it to those people? Because we know the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Kebbir, Kebbir, give it to the older one, give it to the older one. And yet, because this young boy was on his right hand side, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Do you give me permission to give it to them? He said, By, by Allah, O Messenger of Allah. And look at the etiquette of the way the boy replies, very, very, very well mannered. He says, By Allah, O Messenger of Allah, La uthir. And al ithar is to give someone. What is your right and you deserve it to give it up for someone else? He said, I will not give up my right, my portion of my rights from you to anybody. So the Prophet gave it and put it in his hand. So subhanAllah here we have so many benefits in this hadith as it relates to the rights of our children. And among the benefits we can take from this hadith as it relates to the right of our children is that the children's rights are to be given to them, even if that is at the expense of an adult or someone else who you might wish to give preference to. But the fact that Islam gives the child that right, the right is to be given to them. And the importance of the rights of the children and how seriously the Prophet ﷺ took it and took them and how the Prophet ﷺ asked permission. And from this we can take that if we do infringe upon the rights of our children, in some way, or, we, or we, we wish to give preference to someone else, that we ask permission from them, and if they don't give permission, then we fulfill their rights to them. Give everyone who has a right over you their right. Our next hadith. An Abi Hurairah radiallahu an, anna al-aqra abna habisin radiallahu an, absara al-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yuqabbilu al-hasan. Al-Aqra ibn Habis, he saw the Prophet وسلم, kissing Al-Hasan. فَقَالَ إِنِّي لِعَشَرَةً مِنَ الْوَلَدِ مَا قَبَّلْتُ وَاحِدًا مِنْهُمْ فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم, إِنَّهُ مَنْ لَا يَرْحَمْ لَا يُرْحَمْ He said, I have ten children and I have never kissed any of them. The Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم, said, Whoever doesn't show mercy, will not be shown mercy. And in this hadith, we can see the right of our children for us to show them affection. To show them affection. Show them that we love them. The Prophet ﷺ kissed Al-Hasan, perhaps on the forehead or something like that. When you take your, you know, your small child, you kiss them on the forehead or you kiss them on the cheek. And you say, this is from the means that you show your affection and your love and your care for your children. And this is a right of the child. The Prophet ﷺ responded to him when, when Al-Aqra, when he said that I have 10 children and I never kissed any of them. He was surprised at the action of the Prophet ﷺ. He thought perhaps this, this wasn't perhaps what the, the man or the father figure would do. And he was surprised to see the Prophet ﷺ kiss Al-Hasan. So he said, I have 10 children and I've never kissed any one of them. And the Prophet ﷺ replied to him with a general principle. 
إِنَّهُ مَنْ لَا يَرْحَمْ لَا يُرْحَمْ Whoever doesn't show mercy will not be shown mercy. And this also tells us that from the rights of our children is that we show them mercy, we're merciful towards them. And as we said, we show them our love and our affection. And we don't rely on the fact that they should know that or they should just appreciate that, that, you know, we're their parents and they should know that we love them and we care about them. But we should show our affection and we shouldn't feel that, that especially for the fathers, because many times the mother is happy to show her affection for her children. Sometimes with the father figure, maybe he feels like, and even until today in some cultures among the Muslims, this culture is there that the father figure doesn't show that affection and that love and that care to the children. But this is not from the sunnah of the Prophet The Prophet used to show affection and care and consideration to his children, to his grandchildren. And he set that as an example. Man la yarham, la yurham. Whoever doesn't show mercy will not be shown mercy. Our next hadith, and in Nu'man ibn Bashir radiallahu anhuma, قال تصدق علي أبي ببعض ماله فقالت أمي عمرة بنت رواحة رضي الله عنها لا أرضى حتى تشهد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. And Nu'man ibn Bashir رضي الله عنهما, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, he said, my father gave me some of his wealth. Gave it as a, as a charity to me, a gift to me. He gave me some of his wealth. So my mother, who was Amra bint Rawaha, may Allah be pleased with her, she said, I will not be content until you go and take the witness of the Messenger of Allah. You go and you have the Messenger of Allah witness that you're giving this to An Nu'man. He said, An Nu'man Bashir, he said, فانطلق أبي إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليشهده على صدقتي. He said that my father, he went to the Prophet ﷺ to ask him to be a witness to this sadaqah, this gift that he had given him. فقال له رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم, the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said to him, أفعلت هذا بولدك كلهم? قال لا. He said, did you do this for all of your children? Did you give them all the same? He said, no. The Prophet ﷺ said, فقال, He said, fear Allah, have taqwa of Allah, and be just to your children. So my father, he came back and he took back this sadaqah. He changed his mind about it. This sadaqah that he had given to him. In a narration, it's mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ said, فَلَا تُشْهِدْنِي إِذَنْ فَإِنِّي لَا أَشْهَدْ عَلَى جَوْرِ He said, don't make me a witness then. If you haven't given this to your other children, don't make me a witness then. Because I will not testify to oppression. I will not testify to oppression. And in another narration, it's mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ said, فَأَشْهِدْ عَلَى هَذَا غَيْرِي ثُمَّ قَالْ he said, in another narration, the Prophet said, tell someone else to be a witness. And in another narration, he said, would you be content? Or do you wish, would it make you happy for all of those children to be the same in their righteousness towards you? Would it 
would you be happy for all those children to be the same in the righteousness towards you? He said, certainly I would love for them to be, no, all of them, Bala, I would wish for all of them to be righteous, good towards me as a child. The Prophet said, Fala idhan. In that case, don't give one of them more than you give the other one. And these ahadith are in Al-Bukhari and Muslim in the Sahihain, various different wordings of the hadith. So this hadith is a fundamental principle as it relates to our children and their rights, and that is the right of justice and fairness between the children. And here it relates to the giving of gifts, and that is that it is obligatory upon a Muslim, and it's an obligation upon every parent to be fair and just in the gifts that they give to their children. Now we have to understand that there is a difference between uh, al-hiba or al-ihda giving a gift, a hadiyah, and there is a, give, a difference between al-infaq. Al-infaq is where you spend the obligatory spending upon your children, like you buy them clothes and so on, uh, or you provide that accommodation and food for them. So they don't have to be equal in this, but you have to give each one what is their need and what is fair. So for example, uh, you have, let's say, uh, a teenage boy and you have a small baby boy, let's say, as an example. No doubt the teenage boy is not going to eat the same amount of food that the baby boy is going to eat. The two of them are going to be different. So it's not the case that if you spent, uh, let's say, $20 in a week or $50 in a week and you spent that upon the food for your older son, you had to spend the same upon the food for your for the baby son, because the two is not going to be are not going to be the same. Likewise, clothing. It also it could be the other way around. It could be that the older child, when it comes to clothing, he's not growing so quickly, so he's keeping his clothing for longer. But the younger child is growing so quickly that you're buying new clothing for them all the time. What's required is that you do what you can for each one according to what they need. This is in fact. This is spending upon them. And that's the obligation of the parent to spend upon their child, like the obligation of the husband to spend upon his wife that we'd already spoken about. But when it comes to giving a gift, which is additional to the basic needs that the father has to provide for his children, like the, uh, the clothing and the food and the shelter and so on, what's additional to that? And it comes to the matters of giving them gifts then the gifts that he gives, he has to be fair in them. And the scholars, they differed over what it means to be fair in uh, this issue. And they differed in according to uh, some different opinions within the different madahib, in the different madahib. And they differed on a particular issue, in all honesty. There was one particular thing that was their contention. And that is the difference between the boys and the girls in giving the gifts. So we know when it comes to inheritance, we know when it comes to, when it comes to inheritance that in inheritance, لِذَّكَرِ مِثْلُ حَظِّ الْأُنْثَيَنِ Allah Azawajal said, يُصِيكُمُ اللَّهُ فِي أَوْلَادِكُمْ لِذَّكَرِ مِثْلُ حَظِّ الْأُنْثَيَنِ Allah gives you instruction with regard to your children, or Allah takes an, a covenant from you with regard to your children. For the male is twice that of the female. From the wisdom of this is that the male child generally has to, to make infaq, usually has to spend upon others. As for the female child, 
then she usually doesn't have to spend upon anyone. It's very rare that she has any obligation to spend upon someone in most cases. So usually the majority of that money will be for her alone, whereas for the, the male child, it's more likely he will spend upon other people or have to spend upon other people. So here the scholars differed over the money that is given as a gift to your children. Is it totally equal? And that's what would be indicated from the hadith of An-Nu'man ibn Bashir, that it's totally equal. Because here, did you give this to all of your children? And he didn't say, did you give double to the boys and, and then did you, or did you give one portion to the girls and two portion to the boys? He simply said, أَفَعَلْتَ ذَلِكَ بِوَلَدِكَ كُلِّهِمْ Did you do that for all of your children? So here there isn't a clear distinction between the boys and the girls. This is the, the call of the majority of the ulama. They said that the boys and the girls in this are equal. So everyone gets an equal amount. And as for the madhab of Imam Ahmed, this is that we should follow the distribution of the inheritance. For the boy, twice that of what is for the girl. And the reason they said that is they said no one is more just than Allah. And Allah Azza distributed the wealth of that parent that the boy gets twice that of what the girl gets. And giving a gift is only a, in your life is only a precursor. It's something that comes prior to the distribution of the wealth after death. So it doesn't make sense that during a person's life he gives to all of the children equally, but as soon as he dies, the boys get twice that of what the girls get. So that is the madhab of Imam Ahmed and the Jumhur, the majority from the Maliki, the Shafi'iyah and others, they said that it is equal. It is equal in this regard, that the boys and the girls in terms of gifts should be uh, equal. And Allah knows best. From the rights of our children, it's the right for us to defend them uh, against those who would wish harm for them or to defend their rights and to look look out for them, to be there for them and to kind of look out for them. And from the evidences for this is a hadith, the hadith of Miswar bin Makhrama, that the messenger, he heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala al-minbar. He said, Bani Hisham ibn Mughira have sought my permission to, for them to marry their daughter to Ali ibn Abi Talib. فَلَا آذَنُ لَهُمْ I do not give them permission for this. ثُمَّ لَا آذَنُ لَهُمْ And I do not give them permission for this. ثُمَّ لَا آذَنُ لَهُمْ And I will not give them permission. I do not give them permission for this. إِلَّا أَنْ يُحِبَّ ابْنَ أَبِي طَالِبٍ أَنْ يُطَلِّقَ ابْنَتِي وَيَنْكِحَ ابْنَتَهُمْ He said, unless it is the case that Ibn Abi Talib, Ali ibn Abi Talib an, wants to divorce my daughter and marry their daughter. مِنِّي For my daughter is just a part of me. يُرِيبُنِي مَا رَابَهَا وَيُؤْذِينِي مَا آذَاهَا He said that whatever causes her discomfort causes me discomfort. Whatever causes her harm, causes me harm. So in this hadith, we see how the Prophet ﷺ defended Fatima 
and her interests. Radiallahu anha wa ardaha. And this and that was that they sought a marriage for Ali ibn Abi Talib. There were some people who sought a marriage for Ali ibn Abi Talib with the daughter of Abu Jahl. And here the Prophet وسلم, he didn't give permission for that because he knew that Fatima would, would suffer from it. And in other words, that what happens between the co-wives and words would pass between them. And even though this marriage was not haram for Ali ibn Abi Talib, but the Prophet knew it would hurt Fatima. And he knew it wasn't the issue of Ali marrying again that was the problem, as some people put forward. But it was the fact that he would be married to a family who had within them those who were enemies to the Messenger of Allah and that could come back to hurt Fatima and it could come back to be used uh, against uh, Fatima And look at what the Prophet said, Fatima is a part of me. Fatima is a part of me. If something makes her anxious, it makes me anxious. If something harms her, it harms me. Look at the way he defended his daughter, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa radiyallahu anha. And this is a right our children have. It's a right our children have. And not everyone can get involved in the same way because ultimately this is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we have to observe the proper uh, Islamic rules of what we can and can't get involved in with regard to our children. But at the same time, we the concept of defending our children. When one of them gets bullied at school or one of them goes through a hard time or someone hurts them or harms them and they feel that their parents won't stand up for them or their parents won't be there for them, Allah, this parent is not fulfilling the right of their child. The right of the child is that you stand up for them and you're there for them. Like Fatima knew that her father, sallallahu alayhi would be there for her and would stand up for her. That's the kind of feeling our children should have for towards their parents, that we will defend them and we will look after them. And that doesn't mean defending them against in a wrong way, defending them against something they've done that's wrong, or defending them at all costs, like to the extent where you say that it doesn't matter what you've done or what you've said, I'll still defend you. But the concept that you just will, we will support them and we will look after their interests and we will stand up for them. And also uh, taking an interest in the games that the children play. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to encourage this. And with regard to Aisha radiallahu anha, she was playing with some dolls, or he saw that she had some dolls, and he asked her about them. That if you see that they're playing with something, and you ask them, what are you playing with? What are these things that you have here? And you take an interest in them. This is some one of the things that a parent should do. But we have another evidence to support this with regard to the children. And this is a hadith which is narrated from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam marra bi Abdullah ibn Ja'far wa huwa yabi'u bay'a al-ghilman aw al-sibyan qal Allahumma barik lahu fi bay'ih This hadith is narrated by Al-Tabarani and in this hadith the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he passed by Abdullah ibn Ja'far and he was yabi'u bay'a al-ghilman he was uh, playing Sell it, buying and selling the way the children do. He was playing with the children, buying and selling games, like playing a shopkeeper or something like that. You know, bay al ghilman, the selling that the children do. So, like playing on with a shop or playing, selling games with the children, buying and selling. 
And the Prophet ﷺ, he passed by him and he said, Oh Allah, bless him in his sale, in his transaction. Oh Allah, bless him in his sale, in his transaction. SubhanAllah, bless him in it shows the, that the Prophet ﷺ approved of him playing games with the children. And he was teaching them, it's, it's, not a, it's not a foolish game, it's not a game that contains anything haram. But just they're pretending to buy and sell. You're gonna buy this from me. How much would you buy it from? Okay, I will buy it from you. And they will, you know, they have some pretend money or something like that. And they, they play like that. That is something that is praiseworthy. So it's good to play with your children. And it's good to ask them about the games that they are playing. And that is something that the Prophet وسلم, he approved of. So that's all we have time for in this episode. But we're gonna be continuing on with one more episode, inshallah ta'ala on the rights of our children and the obligations of the parents towards them. That's what Allah made easy for me to mention and Allah knows best. Wassalatu wassalam ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum. If you're enjoying these videos and you'd like to keep up to date with all of the courses we're going to be running, make sure you head over to amauathome.com.